This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We got the Houston Astros giving Jordan Alvarez a big extension. Yeah, they oh. did, didn't they? Yeah, and I'm sure that gave a lot of Astros fans a big extension. Oh. <laughs> Because Jordan Alvarez is a breaded up chicken titty. Jordan Alvarez with the absolute steal of the century contract. Well, I mean, I'll still say Acuna. Sure. Because <clears throat> Jordan's not playing premium defense for you. No. When was this announced? Was it announced on Friday or Saturday? I was going to say like like two or three days ago, whatever today is, two or three days after that. Before let's that. just say let's just lie and say it was Friday. I'm into that um, because that would mean that since he signed the extension, which by the way, uh, six years, 115 million. Mm-hmm. He went uh, seven for eleven over the weekend with a yeah. triple. And two homers. So he hit 636 in the series with an OPS over 2,000 after he got uh, the extension. Just kind of cementing why. I mean, straight up, this dude is as pure of a hitter as we have in in the game of baseball right now. Like I, he, have, I have numbers to back that up. He handles the... He handles the zone with such ease, and you don't ever really see him. You don't ever really see him fooled terribly. Like he doesn't. He doesn't look just atrocious, like you see some other guys when they take a big swing, and and don't connect. At, at times, you'll see guys just look completely out of whack, like they're like they have never played baseball before. Like, do you know what you do with that fucking stick in your hand? And he just doesn't ever do that. He doesn't, and it's it's power to everywhere. Um, it's special, man. It is it is truly truly special. So like, because <clears throat> it's doubles, it's homers. Like we're talking 30, 30, 40, 40 type fucking power here. Like this is who this dude could be. Since making when I say 40, his- 40, I mean doubles homers. Sorry, Jared, not stolen yeah. bases. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not that fast. Uh, no, since making his major league debut on June 9th, 2019, here's a list of players who have hit at least 280 with a 940 OPS or higher. That list Mike Trout. He's good. Juan Soto. Pretty good. Bryce Harper. Harp's good. Fernando Tatis Jr. That kid's good. Jose Ramirez. Joe Ram, good. Jordan Alvarez, end list. That's a good list. And that's Pretty since he made list. his debut. That's day one. That's not an arbitrary cutoff date. That is day one. I'm here in the big leagues. And since I've been here, here are the top dogs. Me and the other mega stars in Major League Baseball, most of which are filthy fucking rich or about to be. Give me my motherfucking money. Yeah, I mean, looking at this list, I mean, pretty much it's everyone except for Juan Soto that has 
like a, a huge mega contract. Trout's yeah, got it. over 400 mil. Harper's got over 300 mil. Tatis has 300 mil. Uh, Think about it. There's $2 billion in contracts almost right there. Yeah. What was Jose Ramirez's extension? Wasn't anything crazy. It couldn't have been if he stayed in Cleveland. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it was north of 100, no? Yeah, but I mean, like, once you start talking three fucking $400 million like the other guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, but it's big for Cleveland. <laughs> uh, Seven years, 141. Yeah, okay. I mean, give the guy his due. You're sneezing at 140 no. fucking mil. Come on. Five years, 124. 150. Did I say wrong? Is there like an option or something? I'm just looking at BRE. No. Facial reference. It's not E. There's no E. So then he probably, it's probably, (laughs) it's five years, five years, 124 million. And there's probably like a fucking option or something that they don't count as guaranteed. Yeah. Either way, it's a fuck ton of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. He's going to be a star. But I mean, if there's one team who didn't need to have the best pure hitter on a team friendly or one of the best pure hitters on a team friendly deal. It's a fucking Astros. And there they go. They can't stop. They can't stop producing the best hitters in the world Mm. and some of the best pitchers. Josh Fields. Great pitcher. (laughs) (laughs) Their fucking staff is nasty right now. Where is Josh Fields right now? I don't know. He's pitching. He's pitching. Not in the big leagues. Not since 2018. Jake, is that sun I see brimming through your blinds back there? Yeah, it's a little sun, Dallas. Um, Today we have partly cloudy. This is probably one of the parts where it's sunny. Um, High 73, (laughs) winds east at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Humidity 44%, UV index 8 out of 10. And we got a waxing crescent tonight. Ooh, waxy crescy. That is just fucking dynamic field reporting. Yeah. You don't get that anywhere else. Don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. You can't get good tickets anywhere else but SeatGeek. Did you know that? Mm. Well, if you got a happy butt, you did know that. But if yeah. you didn't have a happy seat, now you know. That's right, Dallas. So when the Oakland A's come to town uh, and they actually play in front of a big crowd, you want to get your tickets through SeatGeek next week. A's, Red Sox, a lot of people are already talking about it. And SeatGeek is so beloved by butts everywhere that they've made it the highest rated ticketing app, whether it's concerts, baseball, basketball, football, festivals, or anything else. SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. <clears throat> and uh, I'm, I'm probably going to go to that entire series. So I'm going to be I'm going to be fucking pumping all kinds of action into SeatGeek for you that's what is, is it a two is it a Monday through Wednesday or is it a Tuesday through Thursday? Do you know, uh, I think it's a, a Monday, Wednesday, Johnny. OK. SeatGeek rates every ticket from zero to ten to make sure you're getting a good deal. Green means good. Red means bad. And you. The listener, you guys can get 20 bucks off your first purchase with the promo code Jared. That is J-A-R-E-D at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. That's promo code Jared for $20 off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek, get your seat in a fucking seat and download the app today. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You see the fucking seat, dude. That's what I'm saying, brah. That seat taken care of. You kidding me? My fucking screen all the way down. You kidding me, dude? <clears throat> uh, Jake, what else we got? Hi, you. Come, you. Uh, the, the Yankees figured out that the Tigers pitcher was tipping his pitches. Mm, yeah, John Boy had that video. It was uh it was fascinating. And uh he's really good at that shit. Um Yeah, fucking what about what about Hinch just leaving his guy out there to die? Like you were the manager of the Houston Astros in twenty seventeen and you can't figure out that they figured out that he's fucking tipping? You kidding me? Like that that was my first reaction was A. This is fascinating that Jimmy was able to figure this out, break it down, have all the clips, load it up. Like, I, I don't think I don't think that a lot of people can like appreciate the true work that has to go into making a video like that and turning it around that quickly. So first, I had an appreciation for the production, the awareness, and the ability to break it down. After that, I was like, how? How was there not a single person in the Tigers dugout that couldn't figure out? Because this wasn't just one inning. Like this was over a fucking whole start that they let him out there to die for 10 runs. Uh, how did they not figure out that the Yankees figured out something on on this pitcher? How the fuck? Like, why would you let that happen for so long? Well, it's not like you're letting it happen. You're unaware. If you have to figure that like every team has a guy or guys looking mm-hmm. for shit like that. Like that's Correct. their job. <clears throat> how Correct. do you not, I how guess your it's missing that? Yeah. Like how are you, how are you missing that on your own guy? I mean, yeah, I, uh, the fucking Rizzo Homer, he just fucking leaned on that thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you start you giving a, up fucking cock shots to Aaron Hicks, you're tipping. Well, you can, yeah, you have hitters can sell out. That's how easy, that's how much easier, not easy, because it's still not easy, but that's how much easier it becomes when you've got a really good idea of what's coming, where it's going to be. I mean, you see guys taking hacks at fastballs that are up and out of the zone because they know the fastball is coming and they want to get on that. You know, nobody's running up there trying to barrel up a 90 mile an hour fucking slider moving 18 inches. Nobody's in a hurry to do that. But if I know that the straight one's coming and it might be three inches up and out of the zone, fuck it. We're going because <laughs> that's going to be 95 plus and, and that could be damage right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to to the point of just like, I'm trying to think about that that Tiger lineup, Tiger roster, like you've got uh what you i mean you know you got you got miggy obviously um just trying to think about the veterans in that lineup that are sitting there watching it you got i don't know does javi pay attention to stuff like that 
See, I don't know enough about their guys to know like who's good you know, at it. Scope. Well, that, that's the thing is, is I, that's why I just I think about the veterans. Like it's the scopes, the the Miggies, Baez. You know what what's what's going on there? Yeah. Like, are they are they into that? Is that something that they're doing? And again, if you have, and this this is God's honest truth, like how expansive is your analytics department to the point where you're spending energy on things like that? Mm. Isn't it interesting that different organization, like not every not every organization in Major League Baseball is built out the same. Like it's not like every team has this position and then under them they have these positions and then under them they have these positions like not like every team just kind of like makes up whatever positions they see fit like the job titles are different the number of of manpower behind a certain department is allocated how every team sees fit like it's just not uniform think about baseball think about baseball teams as a chain restaurant all competing to be the best store in the chain and having the freedom to divvy up responsibility and focus on areas of concern for them that they feel will help them become the best producer, right? Be the best store. So in the world of baseball, Wherever you think you can make up ground and become competitive or create a space between you and your competitor, that's where you're going to focus. That's why the attention to analytics had become such a thing. And now I I don't know how much conversation has been had about this, but like you almost start to wonder how much of basically just utilizing technology to assess idiosyncrasies of pitchers just got thrown under the analytics umbrella. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the analytics, the analytics. Like, well, what are you studying? Like, because we, we've we been able to gauge a guy's chase rate. We know if he's a first pitch aggressive swinger or not. Like, we have those numbers. There's some advanced stuff like exit velocity and shit like that hasn't been a big part of the game. Launch angle. Like, if a guy's consistently topping the ball, stuff like that, sure, you can go and assess that. But I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. So is a guy who's in charge of finding out who's tipping, is that like a coach or a guy like it, on, it, with a laptop? So, it, no, it could be like you have guys like, so for me, like the quality control coach that teams employ, he's got time to do that during the game, meaning – He's on the rail. He's watching these guys. Like, and that's why having individuals who are good at those things or who know what to look for, who you know have a certain set of filters that they can kind of run through to where you can pick things up, like those guys are valuable because you haven't been able to use cameras in the game of baseball. And you've relied on the institutional knowledge of glove flaring, glove angle, position of the glove, height position, head nods. Whether or not you're seeing knuckles on a grip, like just there's a there's a laundry list of things that you want to know about that you might not ever hear about if you're not around guys who have spent time in the dugout. 
and time in the game doing those things. So if I have the freedom to employ a gajillion coaches and I've got the money to do so and I feel like that's going to separate me because I have the ability to focus on this area of the game, that area, then yeah, I'm going to do so. Hmm. You mentioned Ooh, quality well, control coach. I know that that was um, <clears throat> Mark Kotze's job before he's the manager of the A's. So you're telling me that the A's manager mm, is looking for sign stealing or looking for tips? No, I'm telling you that mm. typically people that are in those positions have that institutional knowledge. Mark mm-hmm. Kotze, a guy who played almost 20 years mm-hmm. in the big leagues, fair amount of institutional knowledge. So was a tremendous acquisition as a bench coach, was a tremendous acquisition as a quality control coach, and was a easy transition into the manager position. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, somehow, Dallas, you managed to get this topic into a A's discussion. Um, you just brought up Marconte. <laughs> you just brought up Marconte. You brought I up did not. the quality control coach, which to my knowledge, I'm pretty sure the A's are the only team that employs someone with that job title. Anyway, what? Uh, Jake, Jake, what else we got? What else we got? Jake, 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 what else we got? Jake, what else we got? Oh, who are, we got, uh, are you high? What else we got? <laughs> we got Ryan Presley getting ejected for throwing inside. Oh, yeah. This was fucking nuts. Um, there was only, I mean, the internet universally agreed that this was, what was it, fucking Victor Carapaza? Was that the umpire? Vic Carapaza. Yeah. So, Vic Carapaza. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Presley comes inside on Michael Taylor. Michael 96. A. Michael A. Michael, Michael A. A. Taylor. Put some yep. respect on the name. Uh, 96 inside. It's a, what, a 7 to 3 ball game at this point. There's no history between the two teams. Old Vic comes out. We got warnings issued. And now Presley's like, all right, you just fucking, there's no need for a warning. Now I can't come inside. And if I do, I'm going to get ejected. And then voicing that, essentially, he gets ejected before he can even throw another pitch. And this is, I mean, one of the more egregious ejections that I think I've seen in quite some time. Was there really no history? Because I, I looked at the clip and I, Michael Taylor was like, kind of like, "What the fuck?" As soon as he threw it, probably because he's like, "Oh shit, you just almost fucking hit me." But he was kind of looking well, out, like, "Hey, bro, watch so yourself." I'll, I think someone I'll, else I'll, got hit earlier in the game, but it was probably an accident. They got hit by like a slider or something. Yes, got hit by a slider. That I'm going to tell you right now to some people, just simply does not matter. And I'm not saying that it just simply does not matter to Dusty. I'm telling you that there's a guy in the game by the name of Tony LaRusso who does not give a shit if it was a clear slip of a breaking ball out of the hand that tumbles in and rolls at the foot of his hitter. Tony LaRusa, if he hasn't already sprinted out to the mound to try to fight you for doing that, will absolutely be drilling somebody by the end of the ballgame or by the end of the series. I have breaking and, news. Oh, oh. This is big. Oh, how big? Alejandro Kirk just liked my tweet about him 
from yesterday. I'm going to throw him a follow. Let's see if he <laughs> if he follows me back. We might get Alejandro Kirk on this fucking podcast. Oh, right Kirky? Yeah. If we get Alejandro Kirk <clears throat> on this podcast next week, we start. We That's the push to get Alejandro Kirk to L.A. The All-Star game. Ale Alejandro. I mean, he deserves it. What did you say? He's what? Third amongst catchers and wins above replacement? He's number one in the AL. Oh. Bruh, he's a lock. Lock. Wow. He's going to LA, man. We're getting him there. We're going to do a, 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 get, a giveaway, a free giveaway. You vote for Alejandro. They, they, can you still vote for players? The no, fans? they don't. <laughs> yeah. I thought they still do that. They don't still do that? What are you talking about? Do they? Of yeah. course they let fans vote. What are you talking about? <laughs> Christ. What do you mean? Are you Dallas? You just said they were, they didn't. Yeah, I well, I didn't think that was a serious question. Like how how uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, fans vote. I just don't I don't vote because I'm not a fan. I'm a I'm a personality. I'm inside the game. I don't think it's like really my duty, but um I don't, I don't really Yeah, vote for him. Yeah, the Royals, the uh, the fifteen Royals are still getting votes for the All Star game. Yeah, that was absurd. Yeah, dude. Joey Votto <laughs> bought the fucking Zach Cozart a donkey for making the All Star game because fans like you mm. wasn't went out 20, there and voted. the twenty fifteen All Star game. That was when like seven of the nine positions were Kansas City Royals, including like Alcides <laughs> Escobar who was hitting two twenty two. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I'm uh fucking oh, what you call it too uh. Was Taguchi on that team? Not Taguchi. Um, so Taguchi? Yeah, that's not correct, though. Wasn't he on the Cardinals? Yes. I'm trying to think of the... Oh, fuck! There was another dude who... Like, was hurt. And was leading in all-star votes. <laughs> Just baffling. Yeah, anyway. Fans get to vote. Shout out to the fans. <clears throat> Jake, what have we got? What have we got, Jake? I guess uh, David Ortiz's son, D'Angelo Ortiz, drove in Manny Ramirez Jr. for the yeah, Brockton that's true. Rocks. Yeah, they're playing for the Brockton Rocks over here. I don't know, like, like what, what is that? Is it, what is that considered? The Brockton, the Brockton Rocks, R-O-X, by the way. The Brockton Rocks are a collegiate summer baseball team based in Brockton, Massachusetts, formerly a professional baseball franchise. The Rocks were a member of the Independent Canadian American Association of Professional Baseball from 2003 through 2011. So I only like the Brockton Rocks were famous around here because uh, Oil Can Boyd would come out of retirement and pitch one game. Uh, it's, it's like a battle between Oil Can Boyd and like uh, Bill Lee for the record of like oldest pitcher to pitch in a professional baseball game. Um how old is Oil Can? Oil Can Boyd. Oil Can Boyd is 62. And Bill Lee is... Oh, that's the governor of Tennessee. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Billy, the pitcher, is 75. Um, but yeah. So Billy will come out of retirement to set the record for oldest pitcher, but Oil Can Boyd would once a year go and pitch for the Brockton Rocks professionally. Uh, but yeah, that's that makes me feel old. D'Angelo Ortiz drove in Manny Ramirez Jr. for the Brockton Rocks yesterday. 
The oh, second by the wave way, is Dallas, coming. Speaking Tell of me. speaking of shit. Speak, speaking of players' sons that we should know about. Do you have any statement you'd like to release on the fucking number one projected draft pick? Is, is maybe that someone that you recognize now? Oh shit! Yeah, that was that was great. It's it like I kid you not. Maybe an hour after the episode dropped, like I don't even know where that was in the episode, but it wasn't long after it dropped that oh, fucking Maddie hit me up and was like, "Bro, really? <laughs> really?" <laughs> He's like fucking Jackson, you know, my son. You didn't know Jackson. <laughs> and it's fucking, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like I used to like, man, I fucking love that little kid. He, um, when he would ride the bus with us, like after the game, he'd get on the bus and I, I had this fishing game on my phone. Like you had to like actually like cast your phone and fucking crank it and shit. And he just loved it. So. Him and I, regardless of how the game went, <laughs> him and I would be in the back of the team bus just fishing our asses off, having a great time. He fucking l- loved that game. You um, knew him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now he's going to be the fucking number one overall. But you had no game. idea. <laughs> we didn't know who he was, but you knew the game. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for the fucking backup, guys. Solid <laughs> I mean, teammates. I didn't know. Solid teammates. I'll I'll take some responsibility there. Like, I feel like you that's should. definitely something I should know. Like, Yeah. You guys got to help me there. Well. I was all in on I was all in on Drew Jones, which I think everyone knows is the son um of uh why <laughs> Andrew Jones. Yeah. I mean <laughs> the son of I was like, why does I want to say Adam Jones? Andrew wow. Jones. <laughs> Who um, everyone knows is the son knows. of uh that Mr. <laughs> Jones guy. Yeah. My brain's a little fried because I had to wake up way earlier than I needed to this morning. Um I was but up at eight. Jackson Holiday is the number one overall pick and is the son of former Oakland A's teammate of Dallas Braden, Matt Holiday, Cardinals legend, Rockies legend. Oakland A's legend. What are you talking about? Mm. I got a so question. Tell me Proceed. tell me your question. Ask your Does question. baseball have a nepotism problem? Because everyone who's good at baseball's dad was in the fucking major leagues. Every single player. Flatty, Patisse, Bichette, all these guys. It's like insane. A nepotism problem. Why is that bad? Mm. I'm just what about, the, what about kids like me and Jared and Dallas <laughs> and everyone fucking well, else I, in the world? I'm the, one who, I'm the one who starts it. What are you talking about? Don't, don't, throw, I guess, don't, don't, don't put me and you on the same team. Exactly. No, I should have done that. You're not one of question, us, dude. Joe. That's a great question. Uh, Does baseball have a nepotism problem? It's possible. Uh, Fernando Tatis, another one. I mean, you you got you guys. Your baseball fields were the same size as mine. Mm. Well, yeah, you didn't have a parent in the major leagues, dude. That's but true. You had, but like Vladdy, like come on, the guy has an unfair advantage. It's not fair. It yeah. obviously is becoming more unfair than anyone ever expected. It's like every single time. I it's literally more than you. It's I think it's. You want to know why? A huge problem. You, you want to know why? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. Because baseball is a sport where the transfer of skill and the implementation of these specific skill sets 
takes a certain level of dedication, a certain commitment to the very craft you're working at. So if you don't have the patience or you don't have the discipline to be able to handle the defeat that comes with this sport, it's a sport that can consume you. And that can happen at an early age. So if you have somebody in the house who you have maybe been around the ball, right? like you've been in the field, you've, you've been in the clubhouses, you've been around this, so you know this life. And that's why I always say having that pedigree, it absolutely is an advantage because you're having conversations, advanced baseball conversations at an early age. Yeah. You're playing chess in T-ball when those other kids are still trying to figure out how to get their finger out of their nose and running a straight line. <laughs> also, Fernando Tatis Jr., I'm pretty sure. Called like, his dad. He, his dad was in the big leagues making millions uh, in the United States. But he was like, yeah, go to the fucking Dominican Republic and go play in like these dirt sandlots. Like he's mm-hmm. still, he's still, even though he had millions and was living in the United States, still wanted his son to kind of grow up in that Dominican baseball culture first. And who did who did he call? Remember rookie year? Shit's not going well. Slumping. What happened? He called his dad in. Dad comes out, spends a few days with him. Like the day his the day after his dad showed up, Fernando Tatis, Homer. It's crazy. So you get the guy back in the building, right? The guy who produced you, quite literally. And then the guy who helped produce you as a baseball player. Yeah. Yeah, like basketball. I think basketball is like that. No. You don't think basketball can be like that? I think it helps any sport. It helps in every sport, but I I don't know. I mean, I'm tapped into baseball way more than any other sport, but it, sure, it but happens like, in baseball like, more than any other sport for sure. Like what about like like uh, like Bronny, Bronny James? Like he's he not going to be his dad's shit. size, but having his dad around, I mean, you got the fucking best basketball player of your generation in you know in, in your lifetime potentially ever he wasn't like showing you how to go about it mm. like from all angles that's mm-hmm. probably helping him out he's not going to be the, he's not going to come in and dominate the way that his dad did sure but he'll get there he'll and get i think there. that's similar that seemed to be said yeah i don't i just don't think it's as rampant as it is in baseball baseball i i agree with joey there's a nepotism problem, <laughs> but it's not like I don't think we've ever really had like a, a, a the son of a baseball legend make it to the big leagues and just fucking suck. Like Tatis is a superstar. Vladdy is a superstar. That's big King Griffey doing. Jr. Superstar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was in- that, you just took the name right out Barry, of my mouth. Barry Bonds. Jay. Kevin Biggio. He's all right. In terms, of, there you go. So, like, in terms of superstardom, like, his dad's a Hall of Famer. Well, I don't think the bar should be superstardom, but, like, I'm talking, like, get to the big leagues and just flame out. Like, Kevin Biggio is a big league. <laughs> oh, yeah, for Jr. sure. No, yeah, Kevin, yeah. He no, just but didn't I, reach, like, I am a mega star that's in line to get a $300 million. Well, right. Well, that's what you just said. You dropped a Fernando and you dropped a Vladdy. Right. And so, Joey's like, well. And I'm just thinking the same thing. Yeah, that's the like bar. I'm, I'm saying like complete flame out. Like, oh no, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah Kevin Biggio can play baseball. <laughs> he he is a big league ball player, no doubt. On base, a flameout would be machine. Pete Rose Jr. Throwback to Pete Rose Jr. Mm. He got caught up in the weeds. He did steroids. Mm. Is that true? I'm 90% sure. That's true. <laughs> 90% <laughs> sure. That, well, that I know just that... doesn't seem like a solid enough number for me to go <laughs> yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. I know P. Rose Jr. played like 20 years in the minors, like his whole life. And oh, people were always God. saying that he was getting blackballed and he came up. He came up for a little bit, but then he like, yeah. And then he did steroids, dude. It was a whole thing. I think he went, no, he went to jail for doing steroids. Literally wow. went to jail for it. Yeah, he like gave some to some of his teammates and he got fucked for it. Pretty crazy. Let's see. Not many can say that. Pete Rose. Pete Rose Jr. sentenced to prison for drug distribution. May 1st, 20, 2006. Pete Rose Jr., the son of baseball's career hits leader was sentenced Monday to one month in prison and five months of home detention for distributing a steroid alternative alternative to his minor league teammates. I made a mistake and I heard a lot of people Rose said the judge was the judge is great. He was very generous and I can't thank him enough. For, <laughs> I can't thank him enough for sending me to jail for a fucking month. what is that? <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about me doing anything like this again. Okay. See you thanking the judge for a lesson learned man. Good guy. I mean, what just for like people that might be interested, what is a steroid alternative? I'm guessing some sort of other supplementation, like like a precursor, steroid precursor. Mm. Uh, but you can't go to GBL or gamma butyrol tone. Yeah. It so is like- sold under the counter at retailers and gyms with claims to build muscle, improve physical performance, enhance sex, reduce stress, and induce sleep. When taken orally, GBL is converted to the date rape drug, GHB, or gamma hydroxybutyrate. rate. Sounds like steroids. Yeah, that's a a problem. That's not a steroid. That's a fucking terrible evening is what that is. I'm confused. Like, was he selling this as a performance enhancer or as a date rape drug? Either way, <laughs> it's a bad deal. A drug he used as a sleep aid to some of his teammates at the Chattanooga lookouts. Yeah, so so then there you go. If it's a if you're selling it as a quote <laughs> let me tell you right now. If you're if you're pushing it as a sleep aid, buddy. That's not, yeah, that's well, fucking bad. I think if you're riding the buses in the minor leagues, I think Been it's there. conceivable that you would want a sleep aid for the fucking long bus rides versus jumping to date rape drug. I mean, I don't, I don't know Pete Rose Jr. personally. Um, just trying to give no, him an out here. I don't know. Yeah, no, the yeah, I'm not saying that that's what he, I'm not saying he's out there raping people. That's what, yeah, I'm, well, that's what I, GHP I, I'm more confused. Is. That's like what how, GHP gets used for. How do you get, how do you get a month in jail for taking or selling a sleep aid? Because it's because of because the, the fact that it is. Drug. Yeah, because it's used that way. Like it doesn't. Okay. Have, there's yeah, there's people that use it. You take a fucking take a cap and have yourself a couple cocktails and that puts you in a really good spot. Some people say. Right. 
put you in a place that you can enjoy yourself, some people feel. Mm. And if that's the case, and that's how you party, well, there's there's rules against that. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know how we got to fucking Pete Rose Jr. drugging people, but Jake, what else we got? Did you guys see the game that ended on four straight hit by pitches? I personally did not. No. I don't think any of us saw the game. I actually read about this, though. What, where is it? What level is this? Uh, this was, <clears throat> this was double A, I believe. So this was, this was a double A baseball game. What was it? It was tied in, in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. And, and he just fucking pegged four straight. Dude. What manager lets that happen? Hey, <laughs> what, what are you, you going to do about it? You fucking, you, you pegged the bases loaded and you let that guy just figure it out out there. It's four pitches. Happens fairly quickly. I guess, but I, I all right. Well, so there's not much time to even get a guy up. I would was say, it four pitches in a row, or was he throwing balls and strikes, foul balls in between? Uh, I think there was balls and shit in between. I can't find the article. Yeah, now, I mean, if he threw four fucking pitches and they <laughs> all hit a guy. Oh, here it is. Yeah, uh, it, the fucking uh, <clears throat> the bile the the blood. Bi- oh, no. <laughs> Say it. Yes. The, yes. Yes. The biloxy. <laughs> nope. Is that it? No. The bio biloxy. Biloxy. The biloxy shuckers. The biloxy shuckers. The Brewers Double A affiliate suffered maybe the worst ninth inning ever in a loss to the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Wahoo! The Marlins Double A affiliate. Here, here is uh, here's the final what six batters. Year. Six Daggers. batters, error, mm. walk, not good. Hit by pitch, Al. Hit by pitch, Al. Hit by pitch, Al. Hit by pitch, Al. Well, those teammates gotta off. pick them up. You gotta pick Fuck your teammates it. up in the field. Come on now, wear it. <laughs> that is such a lonely feeling. Oh my god, is this the same fucking pitcher? Is my question. All right, so it looks like number 29 is on the mound to start the inning. (laughs) Does number 29 finish the (laughs) Drilling four dudes. I can't. Yeah, it's the same fucking guy. Just a wild night. A wild night. You can't keep anybody off base. Ground ball air. Fuck. Walk the next guy. Fuck. I got two on. Well, fuck it. I'll drill this dude. Bam. Bases loaded. All right. Here we go. Ground ball back to me. You, me. Catcher. Drill that guy. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> a, drill the that next is a crazy, <laughs> crazy inning. That is not ideal. Like, does anyone talk to him on the bus after? I feel like no. One, at that level, no one even wants to go near you. They're like, oh, get away from me. Like, you're cursed. Uh, yeah, depending on where this individual's at in his season slash career, because mm-hmm. double A prospect league, like shit's running hot in double A, mm-hmm. like you could be a call away, right? So yeah, like it, it just, it all depends on how this guy's handling things mentally. Um, for me, failure like that is, is shit. Like, yeah, you have a blow up session and then you got to laugh about it because you know how hard it is to do that. <laughs> Four people in a row. <laughs> That's really hard. 
That is really hard to do. He probably couldn't do that again if he tried. That's crazy. God, I kind of want to like, I I feel like we should try to get him on. (laughs) Just be like, what the fuck, man? Like, what happened? Like, like, look, if you ever wanted to just air this out, if you ever just wanted to ask, just ask the universe what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Like, I I feel like we should be able to give him the platform to shake this (laughs) off and laugh it off and let the world know that he's not bothered by this. Yeah, look, dude, I could give a fuck. I'll drill four mower guys tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, you're acting like he is not bothered by it. He may never throw a strike again. You re- that's true. Like, <laughs> that could be it. We got to coach him back mentally. Because that's no strikes, mental. dude. You hit four straight guys to fucking lose a game. That's, that's a little mental. Yeah, just throw strikes, man. That's it. Let him put him in play. That, that's, I mean, that's absolutely a record. That has to be right. What's his, uh, what's his face? Well, oh my god, what I forget his name. Oh my god, the guy who did the perfect game on acid. Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis. He hit. I think he tried to hit every single battery face. Tried to hit like nine in a row, and I think he got taken out after like six or four or something like that. Hmm. He wanted I mean, to send him. He to people <laughs> in my day, but fuck. He wanted to fire with the boys and say, "I'm just gonna hit every single battery face." Go for it. And he tried, but they fucking wouldn't let him do it. Took him out. Mm. Um, what else we got? Jack Flaherty made his first uh, rehab start last night. Yeah. Jack Flaherty. <clears throat> this is from uh, Derek Gould. Uh, Gould. Jack Flaherty has completed his first rehab start. He retired all nine batters that he faced. He struck out three. He touched 96 with the fastball. And he needed 30 pitches to get nine outs. So do the math, 10 pitches per inning. And we'll build, <clears throat> we'll build pitch count slash stamina from there. That's, uh, that's an encouraging sign. For the St. Louis Cardinals, they're actually making a push right now, by the way. My Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, the, the Milwaukee Brewers have been so, so fucked by the injury bug so far this year. They've lost three straight. The Cardinals have won two straight. Uh, so coming into play here on Monday, the St. Louis Cardinals are only a half game back of the first place Milwaukee Brewers. Um, so, yeah, I don't know when exactly Flaherty, like based on this Dallas, when would you say that that we could expect Flaherty back by? Well, he just made a rehab start. Yeah. Do we one. know how many uh, how many pitches? I'm guessing minimum of 45. 30. 30. Yeah. I just fucking said you, you, we're going to have a powwow with you after this. I got a. You I got clean an, it up. I got an alert that John Axford is is playing catch today. He didn't retire. No. Fine catch. Yeah. Anyway. So 30 pitches, yeah. So you're looking for, hopefully, again, baseball fans who might not know. I'm sure you do, though. I'll just refresh your memory. 15 pitches per inning on average. That's the big league average, 15 Mm. pitches per inning. So when you hear pitch counts, just always kind of reference that. And if you're watching a ball game and you're looking at pitch count, 
and you're thinking, damn, this guy's got a shit ton of pitches early in the ballgame. Then you start to think about, hey, he might have some quick innings. Average it out, 15 per. So they would love to get two up and downs for Jack Flaherty. And that's what's most important about the rehab process is getting the arm up, getting the arm down, and then getting the arm up again, pitching, getting through that, resting, recovering. How does the recovery go? That's going to be the biggest thing. And that will always be the biggest, especially for the shoulder. Jake? And that's what that's what's barking, right? Yeah. It was like the oblique too, right? Then you have like a fucking... Well, he's, yeah, he had shoulder issues, lat issues, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Shoulder rehab. Everything feels great. Everything feels great, he said. Wow. I'm excited for Jack Clary to come back. Not too excited because I don't want the Cardinals to overtake my Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Jake, what else we got? The Dodgers and Mets split a four-game series over the weekend. Yeah, they did. I bet you... Uh, I bet you they fucking had freshly before those games, though. All Probably powered it's up. So like, it's just, yeah, they, you know, well, they both focus. sides. It's a huge series. And it's, it's food that's fast. It doesn't have to be fast. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work. Their meals are designed by nutritionists, cooked by chefs, then delivered fresh. Other meal deliveries need to be prepped and cooked, but freshly is ready to eat in three minutes. No one wants to spend an hour cooking dinner after a rough day at work or an infuriating commute. At the end of a long day, takeout doesn't have to be your only option for an easy dinner. Whether it's for you or your whole family, Freshly gives you convenience, flavor, and nutrition. Get delicious chef-made nutrient-packed meals delivered straight to your door. No cooking required. Fresh and never frozen. Ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. Use the Freshly website or the app to find meals that fit your lifestyle with your uh, with plans that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. Choose from over 50 nutritionist design entrees like their classic peppercorn, multi-serve sides like their masterful mac and cheese, or their new line of plant-based meals. Skip the grocery shopping and dirty dishes. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week. New meals are added weekly, so you're never stuck eating the same thing over and over. So stop stressing about dinner. Right now, Freshly is offering the listeners of Baseball is Dead $125 off your first orders when you go to Freshly.com slash Jared, J-A-R-E-D. That is $125 off at Freshly.com slash Jared. Um, <clears throat> so this Mets-Dodgers series was a, a benchmark series for both teams because... They are neck and neck in the standings in terms of best record in the league. Even after this series, uh, they are separate, separated by just one game. The Mets uh, are, are one game better than the Los Angeles Dodgers. What I found most interesting about this series was that they each beat the other team's best starter. At least from like a... Like they went into the series... Uh, the Dodgers don't have Clayton Kershaw. The Mets don't have DeGrom or Scherzer. They still split. Or but as deal. far as the best available starters go, they both lost in this series. And I want to say 
they were very close in runs scored and hits in in the series. It, it was the most evenly split split that I've seen this year. Yeah, I was I was just looking at that. The finale ended five four, but the Mets taking that last one in ten innings. <clears throat> yeah, and then the game before that that was on Sunday. Saturday's ball game, Mets took nine to four. Yeah, but then they two- both blew each other out, and they both won a close one. Yeah, and then the Dodgers won that. I guess you could call it a blowout. They won by five, six, one on Friday night. <clears throat> and then Thursday, they won two nothing. So, yeah, the first two games, Dodgers win. They win the tight one to open the series. And then they win the second game handily. And then the Mets answer back with a bitch slap of their own, winning that ball game nine to four. And then the back and forth or the tightly contested finale. And I'll, I'll say this, all right? The Dodgers split that series. <clears throat> the Dodgers came into that series playing 28 games in a row or 27 games in a row, something like that. They played 30 games in 31 days or 31 games in 30 days, excuse me. So to finish off that kind of a stretch against what right now, looks to be your hurdle to where you want to go. I don't know if that's telling right now. You make the point about the pitching staffs not being whole and what that could look like later in the season, the impact they could have. is It's a fun series to watch because I think these are both the barometers for whether or not you think you're going to be successful. Whoever you are in the National League, you think you're going to be able to take on one of these two juggernauts. So listen to this. In this four game set, Mets Dodgers. The Dodgers had 31 hits. The Mets had 29. The Dodgers had 20 singles. The Mets had 18. The Dodgers had six doubles. The Mets had five. Neither team had a triple. The Dodgers hit five home runs. The Mets hit six. The Dodgers scored 16 runs. The Mets scored 15. The Dodgers walked nine times. The Mets walked nine times. About as evenly matched as it gets. (laughs) The Dodgers Dodgers had 11 extra base hits. The Mets had 11 extra base hits. The Dodgers had 52 total bases. The Mets had 52 total bases. The Dodgers grounded into two double plays. The Mets grounded into two double plays. So I'm going to say it right now. Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, Mm -hmm. absolutely changed the way that this series looks. And could very well be the tipping point between these two clubs. Come push, come to shove. So you're saying the series right now, is the like, series is that close. Think about that offensive production right there. Mm-hmm. How do you impact that? What's the only way? Is now you start matching up arms. All right. Well, if it's that close, who do you want? So who do you want to take? You want you you got Kershaw on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to use to cancel him out? Degrom or Scherzer? Either one. 
So let's say you're going to use Scherzer to cancel out Clayton Kershaw. Well, now you got a healthy Jacob DeGrom back. When does DeGrom do back, by the way? Uh, It's going to be a minute. Yeah. Like, what's the latest on fucking DeGrom? Because we keep talking about it. Uh, Mets get good news on Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. This is from New Jersey fucking dot com today. (laughs) 515 this morning. The New York Mets wake up Monday morning with the best record in the National League after splitting a four-game weekend series with the Dodgers. The Mets also received a double dose of good news over the weekend with respect to injured right-handers Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom has been sidelined since the start of the season with a stress reaction in his right shoulder. MLB.com reported, quote, For the first time since spring training, DeGrom threw off a mound on Saturday, firing 19 fastballs at what general manager Billy Epler called moderate intensity. So like 94? Yeah. DeGrom will continue his mound progression at City Field in the coming days before graduating to live BP and eventually a series of three to five rehab starts. Saturday's bullpen session marked a modest but notable step forward for DeGrom who hadn't thrown off a mound since experiencing right shoulder so about a discomfort month and a half. in late March. He was shut down from throwing for about six weeks before beginning a progression off flat ground. Yeah, about a month and a half. Think three to five series, uh, three to five series of starts, five days in between starts, five times five, 25. So about a month or so. Scherzer has been sidelined since May with a strained oblique and the three-time selling award winner, Uh, Had a close call over the weekend, according to MLB.com, which reported that while rehabbing in Florida, Scherzer was bit on his throwing hand by one of his dogs, but the resulting injury was mild and not to affect his timeline. Scherzer turned to Twitter to calm any concerns. Quote, just clearing a few things up. My dog Raffi hurt her leg on a run. She was howling in pain, and I went to calm her down by putting my hands on her. When I did that, she bit my right hand. Fortunately, it was not a bad bite. I took one day off from throwing and was able to throw a long toss the next day. This will have no effect on my rehab, and this is literally a non-story. <laughs> How did that get out? And Who found out about that? And in other news, Rafi has gone to live on a farm <laughs> a long way away from here. <laughs> yeah, dude. If I'm the Mets fan, I hate that dog. Man. Hey. I'm not a Mets fan. I I love that actually. I like I like all, I like all dogs, but <laughs> Mets fans are pieces of shit, dude. They they do that kind of thing. Mm. They blame the poor animal that was hurt. That's true. Well, fucking Lindor fractured his finger shutting it in a hotel door. <laughs> the the this only happens to the Mets. Like yeah. I'm glad that Max Scherzer is fine after getting bit by his dog on his throwing hand. Like it's always something with this fucking team and. They're having a great year. They have the best record in the National League. They just split a very important series with the Dodgers. Um, but Max Scherzer getting bit on his throwing hand while already injured with an oblique injury. Uh, and then you have Francisco Lindor, your franchise player, uh, fracturing his finger in a hotel door. Like I can, I can live with on-the-field injuries. Like Max Scherzer... Getting hurt with the oblique, like out on the mound, fine. Like that's going to happen. He's old. He pitches with intensity. Great. Um, but when you have your franchise shortstop fracturing his finger in a fucking door. Is it then, fractured? Yeah. Well, did he yeah. not play yesterday? So he's done. He's hurt like bad. 
I don't know. I don't say he's hurt bad. That's a fractured finger. <clears throat> that sounds bad to me. I'm not a finger expert. Wish You're not I was a big finger but... guy. No. I mean, he's he's not even on the IL, is he? Let's see. Francisco Lindor. Yeah, he played. He played. Yes, he played yesterday. Yeah, the buddy system, bro. Take that some bitch up. Let's go get it. Yeah, come on. Ronnie Lott chopped his fucking fingertip off. Let's go. He missed a game. New York Mets shortstop Francisco Lindor revealed a freak accident kept him out of Thursday's game against the Dodgers. Um. You have to play Game 7 World Series, mm. but you got to do it without an index finger or without a big toe. What are you doing? Wait, say that again? Game 7 of the World Series. Mm-hmm. You got to play the game, mm-hmm. but you got to do it now without an index finger or a big toe. On what foot? On what hand? Uh, you're right-handed, so the big toe on your right foot. What about your? What about the finger? It can be either hand or throwing hand. Um, yeah, throwing hand. Fuck that. Making shit real tough on you. I mean, Definitely it the would toe. have to be. Yeah, it have to be the toe. <clears throat> I know that that's like gonna fuck with my balance, but like I can't throw the one-one <laughs> split without an index finger. Fox, I'll figure dude, out the balance. On. You can't swing a bat. Without a finger, index doesn't even no, need to be. No, I on could the probably, ball. I could probably still hit homers without an index finger. Four fingers, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, are you going just DH? If you're going just DH, I didn't make that rule. That was a stupid question. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> I can't throw the one-one split without my index <laughs> finger. Also, Steve it. Cohen was tweeting about it. He said Lindor just got hurt by a door. Ironic. That piece of shit, dude. Once they started being bad, I, he stopped tweeting. Now he's back tweeting, man. I love it. I, I you know what? Because he is a fan. He's a fucking fan. Mm-hmm. He's a he, he's a true. I don't do it. Don't do it. Don't put Uncle Stevie back in his box. Yeah, he's just fans like been, us. That's right. Fans he's just, been like, asking, just like us. Fans have been asking for this for so long. So don't you dare, baseball fans, even fans who aren't a fan of Steve Cohen. Don't you dare ask him to knock it off. Mm. This is what you've wanted. Somebody in that kind of position with that kind of authority, just willing to be like, yo, (laughs) here's what I'm feeling (laughs) right now. Mm. Like, how the fuck can these guys not get hits? He's not afraid to say that. He's not afraid to ask how big league hitters can't get hits in the big leagues. He'll ask you that. Oh, yeah. He will inquire. He's definitely toned down, though. Yeah. He's making less headlines with uh, his Twitter recently. It's all good. Uh, I want to hit on this one thing, though. Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo played in all four games against the Dodgers, but over his last 18 games, in which the Mets are 13 and 5 in those games, uh, he's hitting 338 with an 1150 OPS. Eight homers. Eight homers and three doubles in his last 18 games. Uh, that's a 735 slug, and the OBP is 415. I mean, 18 games is uh, it's it's a chunk. Like I'm not ready to put Pete Alonso in the MVP discussion just yet. I think Paul Goldschmidt, Machado, those guys uh, 
Those guys kind of Mookie. Oh, is that all? What three guys? It, yeah, no. Is there nobody? Is there nobody else? Is there? You want Nolan in there? Oh no! I thought you wanted you wanted Nolan in there, right? Who did you pick to be the MVP before the season started? I picked Paul Goldschmidt. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> no, I don't think you did. Jake, who did he pick? Do you know? I'm gonna check right now. Yeah, it's definitely not Paul Goldschmidt. It is Paul Goldschmidt. He literally like advocated for Paul Goldschmidt to get DFA'd on April 30th. <laughs> that that relax. <laughs> he did say that. See? See, Joey? Scott. Like he did he didn't outwardly say he should get DFA'd, but he said DFA candidate, Paul Goldschmidt. Like he poses a question being like, that's something no. that I believe. Do you guys agree with me? No. <laughs> no. no. That's basically old, how that went down. The old Jared Carabas, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure Dallas said that Paul Goldschmidt should be designated for assignment. No. And don't you not option like they like just straight up released after like we're no. not gonna even offer him a minor league assignment. It didn't happen. Jay, who did they I pick? Did you find that? He picked Mogi. I yep. did. Terrible pick. Mm. Terrible yeah. pick. He was one of those names you just threw out there, wasn't it? Yeah, he's just having like a hot yeah. month right now. For sure. Yeah. Could probably sustain mm-hmm. that though. Probably mm-hmm. keep it going all year. Might win the fuck might win the fucking MVP. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Who knows? Jake, what else we got last year? <laughs> uh the Guardians have moved into second place in the AL Central, knocking down the White Sox. Hmm. Little love for the Guardians here. Okay. Uh, what do you mean? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you love the Guardians? It's, it's, oh, it's because I don't... the A's are playing them for the Peacock game. Just not, you know, <clears throat> not looking to put them on a pedestal right now. All I'm saying is that uh, this weekend coming, this isn't even an ad read. I don't even think we have Peacock as an ad read. Um, but yeah, I'm, those uh, those guardians, man, they they're they're playing good ball. I think the White Sox are still that bad. They're playing that fucking bad. Yeah, is that is that what's happening? Are the White Sox <laughs> that bad, or are the Indian or the the Guardians right now that good? They're they're playing about in, the in, same in this moment. In time. It's the White Sox being bad. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, the Guardians have overachieved a little bit. I think the Guardians, everyone was off the Guardians when the season started because of ownership. They traded players and people, or their payroll was so low. But, but then they extended Joe Ram. Mm-hmm. They did. I guess that gave them the karma. But I mean, if someone told you before the season that the Indians would be what, what they're like one game under 500, two games, they'd be like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But if someone told you the White Sox were like going to be three games under 500 after they won the division like in May last year, a way bigger games surprise. Have the, the Guardians had canceled? Well, they played, uh, what's their record? So I'm looking at it right now. And since April 29th, the Guardians have the fifth best record in the American League. Yankees, Astros, Rays, Twins, Guardians at 17 and 13. 
but they've played 30 games. The Twins have played 37 games. The Yankees, Astros, and Rays have all played 35 games. Why have the Guardians only played 30 games? How many fucking games do they have rained out? Well, Midwest in April? Yeah, no, not good. Yeah, they've played... <clears throat> they've played the fewest games in, in baseball over that span. Uh, yeah, no one... Like, the Blue Jays are at 33 games. That's nuts. The A's have played 37 games. Wow. Road Warriors, those guys. But yeah, fifth best record in the American League since April 29th. And on like coming into play that day, where were they at? Seven and 12. There were seven and 12 coming into that game. Who'd they beat? Oh, that was when they, they began their this, wow. three wow. game sweep of the Oakland A's. So that's all we have games, for today. That's nice. It's been a great uh, Monday. People keep doing that, huh? Weather's nice outside. A lot of people are just doing that. It's an off day. Yeah. International and Dark and Stormy Day. Is that this week, Jake? Probably. Yeah, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Thursday. Drink. We all know the power of an MVP. Consume. They make they make good teams Many. great. Many the dark folks at Gosling's Rum know a little something about MVPs. Yo, all the most yo. valuable fans and super fans across the world who have made the Gosling's Dark and Stormy one of the most popular cocktails on the planet. That delicious combo of smooth Gosling's Black Seal Rum and spicy Gosling's Stormy Ginger Beer cannot be beat for a summer cocktail. Visit goslingsrum.com to get Gosling's products delivered right to your doorstep and get 15 bucks off your first order of Gosling's Rum, Ginger Beer, or Dark and Stormy cans using the promo code DRAFTKINGS. DraftKings is your promo code. 21 and over only. Please drink responsibly. Um, yeah, wow. All right. So, yeah, the Guardians are doing it, man. Now Shout just, out Tristan McWenzie. Yeah. Dealing. Yeah, he is. Dealing. I almost picked him as my dark horse for the Cy Young this year. I think it would have been, been a little over aggressive. Still, but I mean, that's why that's why they're called dark horse picks. You just yeah. you don't necessarily see him coming. You you know, hey, didn't have him on the radar. Boom, here he is. Boom. Um, yeah, he's he's carving right now. He's carving. Beebs best doing hits work. per nine in the in the league right now. Yeah, Beebs is doing work. Got to get got to get Plesak. Got to get him on track. Mm-hmm. He'll get there. We start to get those three dudes firing. You know, a three ten eight ERA. 310 ERA. Look at this whip, Dallas. Fucking McQuincy's 062. Sub yeah, sub one, bud. Oh, 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 86. No, oh, okay. no, yeah, I was going to say his. Oh, 86. Yeah, That's still fucking nails. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking, I'm going to tell him that right now. Very happy for him. Very happy for him. Also, very happy for my third place, your, our third place, Pittsburgh Pirates. Raise it. So <laughs> they're on fire, bro. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on a buckers. Coming for that central. Nobody wants to stake a flag in it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We will. Yeah, we will. 
You see, is, uh, as as I as I look right now, outside of the American League Central. Oh, never mind. The NL West. I was going to say the seven games separating the Pittsburgh Pirates from the first place oh. Milwaukee Brewers. Oh is the smallest margin between the third place and the first place team in a division. Mm -hmm. But the San Francisco Giants come in at five and a half out of the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Mark my word. On this date, June 6th, the San Francisco Giants will not see first place at any point in time during the season. This is the Dodgers division to lose, and it's just not going to happen. Mm. I just wanted to revisit that for no particular reason whatsoever. Yeah, you're a hater. We get it. I'm not a hater, and that's why I wanted to revisit that is because I'm not, and I wanted to show that I have grown and I can move on from what happened last year and assess this season completely independent of the one prior in which the San Francisco Giants set a franchise record, an incredible feat, 107 mm. wins, Jared. Mm-hmm. So they've got that. This is a new season, and I'm on to that new season. Hmm. That's all. Uh, one uh, my my final thought. You see, you see Joe Madden. Maybe this is his way of firing up the boys. They asked him about Joe Adele getting called back up again. And he was like, "Yeah, he he sucks, but like he's coming." <laughs> Did you see he that? Said that he no, said he what? sucks. Here's no, he didn't say he sucks. He's this is what he said. <laughs> Uh, Joe Madden on what they saw from Adele to decide on the call up quote. He actually wasn't doing that well. He was like five for his last 50, but sometimes a guy gets stuck at AAA for a little long and you might lose something because I've seen a lot of guys go through it. And he struck out 22 times in that five for, for 50 stretch. In AAA. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be fired up, dude. Adele, it's gonna be that fired up. That ain't good. Well, that and that's no fun walking it. Well, but but I mean, like straight up, that's the truth, though. Like if you have any self awareness, it's the truth. But it's like you know, right, you're getting called up to a team that's lost 11 straight games. You've been up here before. Like he he's been on the I don't even know what their minor league team and the AAA team is, but Salt Lake Bees. He's been on the Salt Lake Express for a couple of years now. And it's like, hey, Joe Adele just got called up. What do you got to say about it? Like, oh, well, he kind of sucks. Like, you know, he's well, five for his last 50, lost 11 he's coming, straight. I guess. Joe's like, look, let's try something. We've got to try something. Let's get somebody else in here. We'll mix it up a little. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe it's a lineup thing. You know, maybe we get a guy up in here. He gets a couple hits. He gets hot. We start plugging away. Things change. That's mm-hmm. who they want Joe Adele to be anyway, right? He hasn't panned out to be that big impact player that they hoped he would be. The call him up, stick him there, and now he's in the lineup. Six out of seven. Like, he hasn't been that dude. But when you can't win a baseball game, going on two weeks almost, fuck, you'll try anything. Yeah, I wasn't. I think Joe Adele, when he got called down, like, said something like, haven't I done enough? Like, was kind of like a little, like, not into it. Yeah, not not excited about it. You hate to, <laughs> you hate to be a guy that. You so what do you think? He just totally wasn't into it. So yeah. what do you think he feels now, though, bro? I thought Joe's supposed to be a manager's, a player's guy, player's manager. You got to well, well, he, he, totally he is. If, if you think about it, he, he's he. What was he, Jared? Five for what? Five for fifty. Five <laughs> yeah. for fifty. Twenty-two. Five for fifty with twenty-two punch outs. 
Yeah, right. He does he rides with his guys? Like he's damn lucky the phone call isn't asking him to just not show up. It's mm. a good point. Like five for fifty, and you're getting a call to come to the big leagues. <laughs> like that's kind of a microcosm for what's going on over there right now. Like, you know what? We've lost. We've lost eleven straight. I know what'll do it. <laughs> I've got it. Give me the guy that's five for 50. Get him up here <laughs> right now. And that's that's no knock on fuck on Joe Adele, dude. That's just no, that's he's a knock. A, you just said he sucks. No, no Joe Madden said he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe Madden said direct quote. He actually wasn't doing that well. He was like five for his life. And the word like is in like. There. Yeah, it yes, is. exactly. That's the that. And see, I'm glad that. I'm glad you caught that because yeah. that's what did it for me is yeah. I was like, ooh, that because like, I don't he's know. Just like, he's just like he's spitballing. He's like, I don't know. I fucking I've seen the numbers. They're not great. They're, it's like <laughs> yeah. fucking five for 50. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We were barely even paying attention, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like five for 50, 22 tickets. Anyways. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, up. you know what? Spin zone. That's the mad scientist at work once again. He's like, mm. you, you, you want to know what? I know what this organization needs. And this is a perfect opportunity. Oh, fucking Joe at it again. I didn't see it <laughs> until right now, boys. I didn't see it until right now. Two birds, one stone Joe. That's who this is right now. We need wins. We need Joe Adele to get his shit together. <laughs> what are we going to do? Joe Adele's coming up. He's going to get his shit together in the big leagues and help us win baseball games. Nobody else saw that coming. I did. Joe Madden. That maybe he's going to stick him in lead off tonight. Hey, first Joe, pitch. How do you fire up the boys? You get Joe in there. You get you that fucking five for fifty your, in there, and you let it eat. That's what you, you, you get. Your you get your worst player who can't hit, can't play defense, and you put him lead off, and he fucking <laughs> rakes. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. Oh man! See, you gotta people bench hate- Mike Trout. Bench Mike Trout for being over his last twenty six. You put Mike Trout on the no, bench. Trade him. Trade him. <laughs> trade him. Joe Adele's leading off, starting in center field today. Mike Trout, get the message. Yeah. Fucking date hot seat, Mike Trout. Yep. That's how oh. you fire up the boys. Um. All right. Uh, is that it? I'm just it. astonished at what fantasy football can do for a team. This is I. This is angels are reeling because of Commissioner Trout. Mm-hmm. It's tough, man, and that's why I want to just acknowledge this. I just want to say congratulations to Jake for winning the election. Mm. Oh, the other wow. people have spoken, wow. and you know, I didn't even want to fucking be commissioner anyway. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <I was> just- <laughs> sounds like I the was just most annoying ready to- thing. Congratulate you on the amount of class that you delivered that statement with and how big of a man it takes to be able to do that. And you followed up with, you fucking be the fucking Yeah, I just want to say, I don't give a care. It was a fair election. Jake won. The people have spoken. The right guy won. I don't give a fuck. You know? <laughs> fuck your election. I still, Jake's, I, Jake, Jake's the yeah. commissioner of the fantasy football league, but I would say at this point, Joey's the commissioner of the podcast. <laughs> a lot like in a lot of he's ways. He's here to settle some debates. <laughs> he's he's here for you to try to get to agree with you. <laughs> yeah, we get it. 
Dude, I only agree with I only agree with Jared. Is that what you're saying? That I mean, you that's haven't not shown true. You haven't shown you haven't shown the kind of stoner camaraderie that I would expect you to show. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's because you're smoking that Reggie, and I can't do anything about that. I'm sorry. I'd like to lift you up if I could. I've tried to help, but you're like, no, nah, dude. I'm on this. You know, I'm a jewel guy. I mean, it's just it's what I do. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. All right, dude. If that's that's the route you want to go. I'm trying to get you to blow diamonds, cause you ain't having none of it. It's all good. Well, let let me know, Dallas. We'll do a targeted attack on Jared. <laughs> we could work that out. We do have that clip of him saying the Red Sox are back. Maybe today's the day we put that you out. Know what? I, maybe I don't want Joey to be the commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Joey is a solid pick, and it's a uh, it's an unbiased decision that needed to be made. No, I don't think. I, no, yeah. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I like that. So that's good for me. Yeah, we we'll don't get want that big government. And, uh, we want small government. No, bro. If you're not the commissioner, you can't decide who's the commissioner. Mm, that's you know what you relinquish that power a little too early. Jared, not too quick on his feet today, folks. Sorry, we're gonna catch a little bit later. Be sure to download, subscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, leave a comment, and then resubscribe. Mm. All right. Well. <clears throat> All right, Jake. Congratulations, you're the new commissioner of the podcast. <laughs> Dude, that's too many jobs, bro. Come on, be serious. Be serious. This is serious. He's got like six meetings. He's got you know. He's producing yeah. on the shows. Jake's Come a on. big meter, dude. You can't you can't do that to him. That's it's very unbecoming of you, Jared, to just start <clears throat> start transferring power all willy nilly. Like, well, he won just, the election. You know, fantasy football election, dude. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I feel football. like if we put this to another vote, Jake would win that one too. And no, that's, see, <laughs> yeah, no, there, it would be. You know, it would. there you go. Oh, fucking, oh, Polly presumptuous today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake's takes. Uh, fuck those refs last night in the NBA finals. That was that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, ruining the game, and uh, we'll just mm-hmm. have to score a million points in Boston to to win those games because we're not getting any help from the refs. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is that is that typical of Boston fan bases to ask for help from the officials in the contest that you're a part of? I, I'm just trying to new here. We just want to be neutral. Okay, yeah. well you asked for help, so I didn't I wasn't sure if that meant Well it's it's offsetting everything. It's it's balance about well, balance. Well, asking for help doesn't imply you're looking for balance, it implies you're looking overall for balance. Help. I just I just want to make sure that I Overall balance, Dallas. You scared? You Wait, scared? We this second part of this fucking podcast is two hours. We this is like a three-hour fucking podcast. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I got shit to do. I got Top Gun waiting. Yeah, I got shit to do too. Revving up your inches, listen to the hound. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it. <laughs> Thank, thanks for looking out you fucking telling me i'm not i am easy I've, we've had this discussion like give me a bar give me a verse mm-hmm. i get a golden ticket i'm going to hollywood no doubt yeah you're doing amazing all right uh we'll be back on thursday enjoy your week of baseball and uh once again congratulations to jake officially the commissioner of the, of the baseball fantasy is dead football podcast. podcast has the final say on everything that we can't fantasy solve between football the boys. related. Love yep. it. Love that. All right. We'll see you later this week. Woo-yow!